0: Men are not men who just sit in the sidelines and let life happen to them. Men take control of their lives and they stand up for something good. Welcome to the Restoring Manhood podcast, where we are engaging men in the conversation and battle to restore manhood. I would like to say thank you to all of our listeners. And if you are enjoying anything that you're hearing in these podcasts, please share them with your friends. Starting this conversation and just perpetuating this conversation about what it means to be a man in today's society, I believe, is very, very important. And that's what we're trying to do here at Restoring Manhood. Today, I'd like to have a conversation about something that's been on my mind for a few weeks. Um, It's been spinning around in my head. I've been trying to figure out a way to communicate it well and to kind of come out in a podcast and have this conversation without lighting everyone's hair on fire, but at the same time being accurately poignant and direct and honest about what's really on my heart on this topic. Um, The topic surrounds the idea of having a line or knowing when enough is enough. I think that in today's society, and probably in many societies past, this is nothing new, but I think that today, many men don't really know where their line is. They don't know when enough is enough. And when they have had enough, or when enough has crossed, they don't necessarily know what to do next. Or, due to the fact that they've never had this kind of conversation or thought process before they haven't been able to recognize that there are so far beyond the line that they were not willing to cross before they didn't necessarily know that they're beyond that line but just like the saying goes a frog in a kettle when the kettle is turned up slow or in a frying pan if you turn the frying pan up real slow that frog will not know that it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter and eventually you can cook that frog to death and my my idea is or my thought is that that in many cases, things have changed or change so slowly and so progressively kind of building that we don't even realize that we have moved infinitely far away from where we thought we would never go before. A story from my own life that kind of captures this concept a little bit is one that I told in my first podcast. Um, kind of has to do with when of my parents' divorce and stuff like that. So when my parents divorced, I was 14, 15 years old, and um, I was an angry little kid, and just kind of turned my back on everything I knew. But back in my head, I had this idea of my own kind of morality and what I wouldn't do, and you know, I'd, I was going to turn my, my back on all this other hypocrite stuff, but I was going to go kind of live my own life and do my own thing and, and not— um, follow the route that I had been going before. Now, I was just a kid. I know I was 14, 15 years old. However, um, at that point, I never thought I would you know, cross certain moral lines and stuff like that. Fast forward to when I was about 23 years old and I find myself in a situation with a bunch of my best friends at that time where some things were happening, happening that were way over the line way over the line that I ever thought I would ever get to and things that were things were happening that I never thought that I would ever be a part of Um, luckily I didn't get as deep into it as I could have in the moment but I realized at that moment that even just the the presence my presence in that in that area was way beyond wherever I thought I would ever go and what led up to that was the fact that I had very slowly and just kind of slowly over time. I mean, obviously 14, 15 years old to 23, I mean, that's eight years, nine years ish. And so over the nine years, my my morality had kind of like my bar had dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped. And the things that I was willing to do and the things that I, you know, I did and the things that we did as friends and stuff like that were just kind of gradually drawn further away from what I thought was my center, you know? And, you know, if I, I had this line, you know, i kind of told the story before, you know, you have a line, let's say right in the middle here. And I was like 10 miles to the left of that line. (laughs) And I never thought I'd even get to the line. And in that moment, I had to make a lot of really, really hard decision decisions that really hurt. Um, If you're curious about what that story is, and kind of what that is, you can go back and listen to my first podcast. My, My point is that we as people do generally allow ourselves to slowly move away from things that we thought were right or things that we stood for when the heat is turned up slowly, when we don't notice that we are slowly making um, less good judgment calls, um, you know, worse and worse moral calls, uh, you know, stuff like that, putting ourselves in situations that we never thought we would be in before. Now, That is an example of a time when, you know, I was making poor moral decisions. The other part of this is kind of paying attention to our environment and the things around us and knowing when it's time to take a risk or to stand up for something because that which is going on around us has crossed a line that we are no longer willing to accept. Jocko Willinks has a saying that I've seen posted in many places on Instagram. And the saying is, it's not what you preach. It's what you tolerate. And that has multiple meanings. I mean, it was, it was powerful when I first read it. I was like, man, that's, that says a lot because, you know, I think a lot of times we hide behind, well, I didn't say it. Well, I didn't, I didn't do that. I was, you know, just over here. However, if you're, in the environment or if your presence is in a situation that things are being done or communicated that you disagree with but you're still there and you're not taking a stand then really passively you are giving your approval of what's going on. And so it's not necessarily just that you're not the one saying or doing whatever you might disagree with but you're but you're still there. We're still around and by tolerating injustices by tolerating things that are wrong by to- by tolerating and putting up with bad stuff effectively we're saying we agree with it or we're okay with it at least we're tolerating it and we are doing effectively nothing to change it and a to today's kind of environment in the world today with all that's going on about you know, these COVID regulations and we've got a lot of stuff going on with the election and whether there is voter fraud and all this kind of stuff, there's, there's a lot of lines that may be or may not be being crossed. However, if we as men have not processed through where our line is, how will we know how to act in these situations? So the one context of, having a line and knowing where, where you will not cross and paying very close attention to whether you're slowly but surely making your way to and past that line is personal morality and personal kind of the things that you believe and stand for personally and whether you are personally getting to a place where you are crossing your own lines and doing things that you never thought you would do because you weren't necessarily paying attention. The other side of this is by living in a society where things are being done slowly over time Are you paying attention? Are we paying attention to that which is being changed? And has that crossed the line where we as men are willing to stand up and start talking against the wrongness that is happening? And have we as men thought through what it means or what our lines are and what our actions are going to be after those lines are crossed? It's a really hard thing to kind of grapple because there's so many nuances of this. For example, I live in California. In March, on March thirteenth, I was on a uh, March thirteenth, two thousand twenty. I was on a you know finishing up effectively a big old field trip in Washington D.C. with a bunch of eighth graders, and we were hearing all about what was going on with COVID and um the the future of the nation and kind of what was happening in fact we had gone to a bunch of monuments and a bunch of like different museums and stuff like that with these students and the day after we left several different museums and several different monuments they were actually shut down so they were like shutting things down in fact i think the capitol building was shut down to all tourists the day after we left it the day after we went and so we were kind of like right ahead of all these shutdowns in washington dc and it was kind of like whoa what's going on here and then I end up on a few administrator phone calls with the admin and the, the leadership back in San Diego um, at the school I work at. And they're talking about, you know, San Diego County, the actually the nation at that point, I think is shutting down schools, and we're not going to go back to school when we get back. So I think the 13th was that Friday, I believe on March, and then on, you know, the 16th, we weren't going to do school. And so on the 13th, if I was to have told myself, if I look back on my 2020, March 13th self, if I told myself that later on in the year, by November, we would still be in various stages of lockdown that many of the restaurants and the businesses and and stuff like that that I you know used to regularly go to, and people I know run and own these different businesses that they would be either struggling to survive or have or would have been shut down multiple times. If I had been told that most schools in my area would have been or are were still shut down and still hadn't opened, and kids are still learning through a computer screen, and there was no real plan for many districts in my area to go back to school in person and that schools that were are being taught in person were being taught through face masks or face shields and or face shields with dividers being in classes, not being able to be within six feet of their peers, not being able to see their friends who aren't in their exact same class or you know group of 14 people, um, teachers not being able to be within six feet because they've got to talk and can I have all these COVID rules? If I'd have been told on March 13th that... All of those things might be an option for, you know, November of that year. I probably would have been like, yeah, right. First of all, yeah, right. That's impossible. Second of all, I would have been like, that's way across the line, I I think. Um, But I don't know if I would have had a, you know, perfect course of action. Like, what do I do? Because right now we find ourselves in that exact situation. That's what's happening right now. In fact, right now, statistics that I'm reading say that we are seeing more deaths of despair, aka suicide, um, significant more domestic violence, significantly more potential um, student abuse or child abuse in the home than we are seeing damage of COVID with kids under the age of 18 or even really under the age of 50 when we're looking at percentages and recovery and things like that. Um, You know, this COVID thing is dangerous. I know people who work at hospitals. I know acutely the dangers of what this is. However, when we're kind of looking at both sides of it, it's like, huh, how did we get here and what do we do next? And that's kind of my point of this. My point is not to get everyone fired up about the political scene or, you know, the restrictions that COVID's adding. There's enough people that are adding fuel to that fire. My point is this. We need to think through and identify what's going on around us and what we are willing to tolerate and what we are willing to put up with. And once that line has been crossed, to know what we're going to do to either get ourselves back to where we should be, if it's an independent problem where we have allowed ourselves to cross our own lines or get to a place that we should not be, we need to know how to get ourselves back. Or, if the environment that we are in has crossed the line to a point where we are no longer willing to tolerate it, we need to know how we are going to remove ourselves from that situation. If we are in a place, in a community where there are things going on that by our association, association, we are effectively being complicit and endorsing that behavior and those things Is it time for us to step away and leave those things behind? And if it is time to step away and leave those things behind, are we willing to sacrifice that which is necessary to do it? If I think back on the men who founded this country, and if I think about any man that I respect greatly... And I've read their story or I know them close enough to know their story. What I know about those men is that every single one of them came to a point in their life where they risked their personal comfort or their personal things or their personal securities to go do something great. For example, George Washington. He was pretty successful in what he did, but he threw it all on the line to fight the Revolutionary War. And if he had lost the Revolutionary War, he not only would have lost everything that he had, but he also probably would have died or potentially had many, many people that he cared about get killed. And an entire nation of people that were fighting for freedom would have then been subjected to the oppression of England at that time and their taxes, and their laws, and their rules about how to live their life. George Washington sacrificed his personal things, his personal comforts, and his personal freedoms, and his personal just everything, social status. He risked all of that so that he could do something greater than himself because he realized that he was living in an an environment that if he did not stand up then by association, he would have been endorsing the behavior of the English. So my question is, at what point in our own lives, when we see in our own environment, if we are in a community that we need to get out of, because that community is doing things that we don't agree with, or that is damaging other people or whatever, that we need to get out of that, are we willing to risk the social implications of doing the right thing and standing up and walking out. If things around us are going wrong and we see that they're going wrong and we know that they're going wrong, are we going to quietly sit in our homes or are we going to stand up and start saying truth and risking our social status, risking what people think of us, risking looking like a loon to start saying truth? Really what you or I or we believe is right. I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm not telling you what to do. But what I'm telling you is men need to stand for something. Men are not men who just sit in the sidelines and let life happen to them. Men take control of their lives and they stand up for something good. And in every instance that I can think of, of a man doing a great thing, he did a great thing at great, great risk. And usually men that succeed and end up doing amazing thing, things risk it a couple times. And a couple times, usually before they do the one thing that you and I all hear about, they fail. And then they have to build it and then they have to risk again. That's not saying that men need to be foolish and just risk all the time. However, when it comes to what is right, when it comes to what is your line, what is too much, what are you willing to tolerate What are you willing to endorse by being quiet? Or what are you not willing to endorse by being quiet? You and I need to know where that is. And then we need to know what we are going to do to help move the needle back to where it should be. And then we need to take action, which is going to require sacrifice of some sort. And that is one of the key fundamental things that men are. Men are leaders that put something on the line to do something great that is good, that supports those around him. And so today, my message is that as you go out into this world, as you step out into your day tomorrow, pay attention to what's going on around you. Pay attention to yourself pay attention to what you're doing and whether what you're doing is endorsing good or not so good things is your quiet complacency allowing bad to happen around you without you saying anything if so know what you need to do and be willing to to sacrifice enough to try to push it back to the way it should be additionally men are self-evaluating they are looking at their own actions and they are willing to take a honest Look at whether or not they are living up to their own moral aptitude or their own standards. And if we, I, you are not living up to your standards, you need to know what you need to do to get back to them. And you need to be able to sacrifice whatever you've got that got you to where you're at to get back to where you should be. So, men, know where your line is, know what you are not willing to tolerate, and know what you need to do to move the needle back to where it should be. Then have the guts to sacrifice what is necessary to get that done. And as you go out in God's name, giddy up.